Welcome everyone to another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. As always, I'm Steve Mullen. And I'm Jennifer Mullen. This episode is all about guilt. We're going to go on a guilt trip. Let's do it. We're going to go on a guilt trip. So our family, I was going to say particularly my side of the family, but I was just recently informed that it's not just my side of the family. We are all wired for guilt. It's true. I Um, mean, right. You, you... Um, chalk it up to the fact that your family's Catholic. Yes, even Catholic though, upbringing. I guess it's ingrained in you. It is right when for you're sure. younger. Yep. For sure. If you if you believe me, if you're Catholic, you understand the guilt. Yes, there's plenty of guilt on my side of the family as well. However, so whatever the reason, it, it can, can get, get to us. us. Yeah. So caregiver guilt is no exception to any of this. You're going to have some guilt at some point or another. But before we get to that, Jennifer, how's your mom? My mom is doing well. Had a recent outing with her to Target, which is, you know, not the first time we've been to Target. And and when we go, because of her limited mobility, she's driving one of the electric scooters. Yes. Which so, is danger. That, well, so it's not new. I remember the first time I was with her, I was terrified, but it all went pretty well. I've done it a few times since then, but this most recent outing was Yes, it was a little terrifying, (laughs) so much so that at the end of the outing, once I got her home and settled back in, then I got home and my nerves had calmed a little bit. I had to text my brother and say, this is this is your proof of life text for me that I am still alive because I feel like it's a miracle that we got out of Target unscathed. Unscathed is a good word, by the way. Thank you. It's a very good word. Yeah. Wordsmith every yeah. now and then. Every maybe. now and then. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't die. Mom didn't die. And nobody, nobody else, else in Target died. died. Which was really the most important part. Most important part. It was a slightly scary outing. Of course, mom the whole time. Well, every single one of these is different. And you just never know. You never know what it's going to be and like. You know what? She might be right. Actually, have you used the scooters at Target? Well, here's the thing. Have you? No, no, you have not. Well, actually, I have for a really brief stint. And that is because we drive, she drives the scooter back out to the car. She gets in the car. But then, of course, I'm not going to leave the scooter on the sidewalk because I'm sorry. Those are the worst kinds of people who leave carts. They are. Carts and electric scooters on the sidewalk. For sure. That's why Aldi has it right. You don't get your yeah, quarter back until true. you put that cart back where it that belongs. That is true. That's true. Yeah. It's good, good business model. The, the other way you can look at it is you can buy a cart for 25 cents. I mean, they're selling them pretty cheaply. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true too. Right. Uh, but I have driven them because we get mom back into the car and then I drive the scooter back into the store. And I will say this particular instance this cart did seem to be a little persnickety a little wonky a little tiny bit but oof, it was just uh, my nerves i did they they <laughs> felt a little frayed by the time i got home yeah um but it all ended well we're all alive it was all good oh. my brother got a proof of life text good. and and everything was great so right yeah. so good. how's good. your mom steve uh she's doing well and this doesn't really affect her life all that much But I recently learned that the assisted living where she lives no longer has an alcohol license of any kind. (gasps) I know. I know. So what that means is. As I sit here with my glass of wine. Wine down Wednesdays are now, I think they're calling them soda Wednesdays. 
What? Which is no fun whatsoever. That's just dumb. So basically what happened, it wasn't that they did anything wrong. It's Only if it was Soda Saturday could that work. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. They... uh, it wasn't that they did anything wrong, but the apparently the activities people are in charge of taking care of this stuff, and they're both, I want to say, relatively new. They've been there six months each. They didn't know. They didn't know they were supposed to be the ones to renew the license. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot That's of pa- a miss. There's a lot of paperwork involved in this stuff, and they just didn't do it. So right now, her assisted living is not allowed to serve alcohol. However, what I've been told is on Wine Down Wednesday. If a resident brings their own bottle of wine with them, they can drink all they want. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of what they're doing now. Can I just say, though, like, I understand. Listen, I am not trying to disparage ABC laws. Clearly, they are there for a reason. However, for an assisted living facility, (laughs) no one is under the age of 21, the legal drinking age. So it seems like there could be some sort of... And they're not driving. Right. Most of them can't drive anymore. Right. So couldn't there be some kind of like their license lasts for longer than normal? I don't know. You would think there'd be a lifetime license for a place like that. You just prove that you're going to do what you need to do. I mean, they don't have to card anybody. These people are in their (laughs) 80s. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious they're not below 21. Definitely not. All right. Let's move on to our episode. So we're talking about guilt. We're talking about caregiver guilt. There are a ton of reasons why a caregiver, like Jennifer and I, and like you, the listener, may feel guilty. So let's go through some examples. Let's do it. First one, you moved your loved one into an assisted living facility instead of moving them in with you or or you living with them. Yep. So that's my situation. I mean, I, my mother could have moved in with us. I, I, I don't think I could have moved in with her. I, you know, obviously, I've got a wife and family. You know, the other option would be I Although, didn't. Although, some days. Some days you'd like to be rid of me. I yeah, get that. No, I guess. that. kidding. Go ahead. But, you know, the other option, obviously, being uh, arranging for 24-hour care so she can live in her own house. I mean, none of those things were practical. They were not. At all. Yeah. But still, you know, when you know your loved one really would prefer to be in their own house or at the very least not in assisted living, you feel a little guilty. Well, and especially in the beginning for several months when we first got your mom moved there and there were sort of comments, and I know she wasn't, this was not meant to purposely make us feel guilty, but comments about her home, which very clearly defined that her home was not where she currently was in the assisted living facility. And let's go back for just a moment here. Um, Comments intentionally made for you to feel guilty. Yeah. I grew up with that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we've talked about this. Jennifer and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, My upbringing was guilt. Hers was passive aggressiveness. There's a fine line between those two, but it does exist. Indeed. With my family, it was, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. That's the guilt. I mean, no, it's it's fine. I'll be all right. Just you go, you go do whatever you want to do. I'll be right here. I'll be fine. That's also kind of it's a little passive aggressive, but it's 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 producing guilt. Indeed, and and I know yeah. it's a very thin gray line. It's almost imperceptible between those two things. 
But so, you know, it wasn't intentional on her part in this particular instance. It definitely it definitely was not. It was not. I mean, the the thing about guilt really truly is it's 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 self-imposed, mm-hmm. right? It oh, is yeah. a self-imposed it's a, it's thing. It's a feeling so, you as the caregiver have that probably wasn't intentional. Right. So, when you move your loved one into a facility and then you're not visiting them every day and Right. It's a weird thing because they're now someplace where they are being cared for. There's basically 24 seven monitoring of some sort, except that you feel guilty because they are not in their home anymore. Mm -hmm. So you feel guilty that you're not visiting them every day. What the heck do you do with that? Because it's not practical to think that you should visit them every single day. You didn't do it when they lived independently. Right. Of course not. Of yeah. course not. No, and you know, and my mother, and these these were little things that again were not necessarily intentionally made for me to feel guilty. But she said, "Oh, before you sell my house, can you take some pictures of it for me so I remember what it looks like?" Yeah. And of course, I'm feeling like, "Oh my god, I'm like the worst person ever for making her move out of her house," but because she loves it so. But what in, in my mother's particular instance? There was really no option for right. her to stay behind. We knew this. We knew this. I, I think in the end, right, it, no matter how much you do, no matter how much you've done to assist your loved one, you kind of feel like you should have done more. And I, Of course. Right? I mean, that's what this that's whole conundrum exactly, about caregiving exactly. is really all about. I mean, you can put your whole life on hold and do everything you can possibly do, but you're still probably going to feel guilty. Definitely. If you have any time outside of caregiving, you're going to feel guilty. So, and you know, from what Jennifer said, and you know, the list goes on and on and on, and there's so many different reasons that you can feel guilty. I mean, we as caregivers, we give up our free time, we give up our energy, sometimes even work opportunities in order to ensure that our loved ones are comfortable and safe. But, you know, Deep down, we always feel like we should be doing more, right? There's never enough. Yep, yep, absolutely. But I think if you're if you're dealing with this kind of guilt as a caregiver, you need to be asking yourself some of these questions that we're going to go through. So the very first one is, is your loved one safe? Right, and wherever they are. This is super important um, when I think about the journey that we went through with your mom and, and, and my mom too, definitely. But there came a time when we realized that she could no longer safely live by herself. And so then the question becomes, are they in the best place that you can afford? Correct. That they can afford. Right. Somebody can can afford. afford, Yeah. Um, Are they being taken care of when you are not around? We understand. And boy, do we that the limitations of some of the facility, there are limitations of some of the facilities, but you know, are their basic needs being met? And if the answer is yes, then you have definitely done your job. And, and this is this is a place where I start to deal with some guilt. And, you know, for when we go out of town, for instance, I, I, you know, I don't visit her as many times that particular week as I normally would. And I feel a little guilty. And I know there's absolutely no reason for it because she's in a place where they're taking care of her. And they're taking care of her needs, and she's safe. But yet, I still feel guilty. Yeah, let's keep it real here for a minute. Um, 
this is going to be a little bit of a marriage therapy mm. session, I think, that we're going to sprinkle in here. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I can't wait. But you and I have, along the way, like a couple of times, there's been a little frustration related to this. Because On your part. Yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> 100%. 100%. On my part. In that, I feel, I try to remind myself all of the time that we are oh so fortunate that your father left your mother in this financial position where she could be in a really good place where she is being taken care of 24-7. Yes. And so, if things are covered on my end between my brother and I with my mom, who is still living independently, but you know, it's a day-to-day kind of thing. Yes. I do get frustrated sometimes that you get very much inside of your box of, I must go these three days during the week. And you sometimes have a little bit of trouble getting in your head to think about how you can be a little flexible there. And can I just say, it's one of the things that I love the most about you, about how much you want to take care of your mom, how committed you are. I truly, I mean that Steve, I really do. But also, sometimes it drives me insane. Well, if I can't find my box that I'm in, I get a little nervous oh, sometimes. Oh, I know you I'm a, do. I'm a little bit, I mean, mm. I'm I don't like more boxes. than willing to admit that I'm a little bit of an inside-the-box thinker. Oh, I know. I follow the rules. I, I follow the way things are supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And if I'm supposed to visit my mother three days a week at this particular time, every day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's what I'm going to do. And I know I'm, I am actually really bad about that. I get it. And, and the, the times that I've actually really recently, we've gone out of town a few times and I've shifted her schedule around and she's fine. She's totally fine with it. She wants us to go have fun and go do things. Yes. But I feel guilty. Which I is feel guilty. Your issue, it's, it's not a, hers. My, it's, a, it's a me problem, not a her problem. Definitely. Totally get it. She's not making me feel guilty. She's not sitting there and saying, it's okay. I'll be fine. I'll be all right. Just go, go have fun, go do things that I can't do. No, she's not doing any of that. So it's a me problem. I realize that's a me problem. All right. So another question that you should consider if you're feeling guilty, and that is, have I done what I can do to make my loved one's life better? So if you're listening to us and if you've listened to all of these conversations that we've been having about this, it's hard to believe that you haven't at least tried, right? So whether you are taking them to doctor's appointments from one to the next, to the next, to to another, to another, to another, picking up groceries, cleaning their house and much, much, much more, you're doing a lot. So you have to recognize that there are limitations for everything. And sometimes you've done all you can do. It's okay to step back and you don't need to feel guilty about that. Right. And you know, we do, we do an awful lot. And I mean, we recognize that thankfully, you know, I'm in one situation, Jennifer's in another, my situation, you know, my mother's fortunate that she's in an assisted living Jennifer. It's her and her brother. They're splitting the duties. There are people we understand out there that are doing this stuff all by themselves with no help from assisted living, with no help from a family member with nothing to back them up. And I mean, even those people have to ask themselves, am I doing everything I can? Because chances are you are. Yeah. And I think you need to realize 
you know, give yourself a little pat on the back for doing everything you can. Give yourself some grace. Yes. Give Definitely. yourself some grace. Yes. Absolutely. And it's, it's hard. I mean, it really, it, it, what it comes down to is caregiving is hard. Yeah. And, um, you know, we all have our different situations that we live in and all the only thing we can do is the best we can. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So another question that you should ask yourself is, is my level of caregiving impacting my own life? And that's a tough one. It is definitely a tough one because primary caregivers are giving all they can all the time. But this can definitely impact your relationships with your spouse, your friends, your work. And in many cases, you might be neglecting all three. In some way, yeah. You you know, and if this is the case, it's okay to take a day for yourself. You know, if your loved one is in a facility of some sort, pick a day when you know the best staff members are on duty. And you know by now, if they're in a facility, you know who they are. You know who they are. You know who they are. Right. You, if you're, if you're caring for your loved one in their, in their home, just ensure that they're fully stocked with food and other supplies. They've got a neighbor or friend who maybe is on call if needed. They know how to get in touch with you. You know, these are all things you can do to help relieve a little bit of the guilt. And I think it's important to remind yourself that it is okay to take time for yourself. For sure. And, and, you know, Caregiving, if you are in a relationship of some kind, it can be tough on the person who, if, if, if you are the one being a primary caregiver, it can be tough on the other side yes. of your relationship. Exactly. It, it happened to us. Yes. It happened to us. You know, I've mentioned uh, way, 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 if you go way back to the introduction episode, I mentioned my father had brain cancer. He died of brain cancer in uh, 2001. And he had he, he was battling it for about a year and a half, and uh, you know we went through this, we went through that, but he was back in in our area, back at home, living in a hospital bed in the living room, and my mother needed breaks. <laughs> She's actually said fairly recently this came up. I don't know why. So she was not only dealing with my father, but also her mother, and you know her mother had uh, my my grandfather had passed away they moved my grandmother down to the to our area she didn't want to move down here and she was dealing i think at that point with the beginnings of alzheimer's she ended up passing away of alzheimer's but regardless so my mother would go out i would go over to my mother's house i would sit with my father i'd make him a meal i'd sit and we'd watch football or we'd watch this old house Mm, yeah (laughs) oh my god best story ever i gotta tell you uh, we're squirrel. watching, this is a squirrel, squirrel, I guess. I don't even know what that is, but we were watching this old house and I thought my father was sleeping and I, I kept it on because I knew this was a show he liked, you know, the, this old house is on PBS yeah. and they fix up houses and stuff. And I, we're, I'm barely watching the show cause I didn't care, but they were doing something to a house and he sat up and he sat up, looked at it and said, oh yeah. It's just that easy, isn't it? <laughs> right, right. I don't believe it for a minute. I mean, he lost, he I, lost I, it. I, and I love I, this story. I yeah. didn't think he was even awake, yep. but clearly he was paying attention. But my whole point is, is that you know I'd go over there multiple times a week, and you know we we were just we were still 
honeymooners. I mean, well, not not honeymooners, but what is it? Uh, New- newlyweds. <laughs> newlyweds. Thank you, newlyweds. That's the word I'm looking for. And honeymooners is a TV show from the 50s. Yeah. But uh, we were newlyweds, and it was tough on our marriage at that particular moment because I was away a lot. And it was it was a little bit difficult. We went through a little bit of a tough time with that, but I think we all realized that it was necessary at the time. And that's how I'm talking about it's impacting your your life, your relationships, your job, your everything. And so if it's getting to that point, you have to find a little bit of a balance with it. Definitely. Yep. And if they're in your home, so they're living with you, but they right. can't be left alone. Right. There are services where you can get respite care. So that's a Definitely a number you should keep handy, for right, sure. Right, right. And we, you know, we talked a little bit, if you go back to the episode where we had Robin, the medical social worker, she gave a lot of advice on where you can find some of this stuff. And, and you know, you can talk to your insurance company. They can put you in touch with a medical social worker who can help you with what services are available in your area. And, you know, it, it may come down to, you know, you need a little respite so you can go grocery shopping. And what I was starting to say earlier about my mother, you know, I would go over there, she would go grocery shopping and she would take my grandmother grocery shopping. And she fairly recently said, you know, I never really uh, enjoyed spending time with your grandmother so much as when I got a little bit of respite outside that house. Mm -hmm. And the two of them were like oil and water. They were, they really were like oil and water. And the fact that she enjoyed getting out of the house and go spending time with her mother tells you how much she had to get out. And you know, when you are in that situation where you are it where there's no other help coming in i that that's golden if you can get somebody to just come sit yep definitely for sure so multiple times in the last few years you've been forced to take breaks from your mom as we've <laughs> talked about it so let's talk about that stuff keep coming let's talk up. about where the guilt sets in oh when, 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 it's, when it is literally Forced breaks. Yeah. This is oh, not yeah. you making a choice. This is say, not you deciding that you're not going to go. Oh, I'm going to go do something fun. No, yes. it's it's forced breaks. And I will tell you, I'm going to, before we get into this list, I will tell you after every one of these, I felt a little rejuvenated. Of and course. I felt guilty about that. <laughs> yeah. I did. You, you've got issues. I yeah. do. I've got problems. <laughs> so the first was, it was just weirdly. So Goggy tested positive for COVID. Yep. And just, you know, of course, the day before she tested positive, I went over there with our daughter to visit. And we sat in her living room, hung out for like 20 minutes or a half an hour, and then left. There was all kinds of guilt for both of us associated with this. So first of all, let's just say, Gagi tested positive mm-hmm. for COVID. Mm-hmm. She's immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. We've done everything for, you know, a year and a half, two years to keep her as safe as possible. Everything but put her inside of a bubble. Right. Pretty sure she got COVID basically from going to a doctor's appointment. Well, I think we we determined it may have actually been from like an uh, in-home nurse that came in or a PT or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So she's tested positive for COVID. So there's all kinds of stress in this household. Yes. About that. There is stress related to the fact that you and our daughter had just visited her the day before and our daughter who's in nursing school, right? Like she can't afford to get sick and be out of nursing school. That could 
be all kinds of complicated. Right. And when and at, at this particular moment, if you you know if you've been listening all along, you know Gagi had her surgery, was going through all the whole system and everything, sniffs and everything else, and then came back home. It wasn't that much after that. My mother was still, if I'm not mistaken, still in the facilities. Can't remember. I think I think she was. I think she was. I can't remember. But the but point regardless, is, I, I, the had, po- I had the, to spend ten days away. The point is right. The the trickle down effect of all of that was then you had to stay away from your mom for some period of time mm-hmm. because it was the right thing to do. Exactly. It was how we needed to make sure everyone was being safe, exactly. except that you felt guilty about that. I felt that, guilty. Which I felt crazy. very guilty. But, but also I get it. So, yeah. So the second was, this was definitely while my mother, she was in the hospital and while she was in the hospital, I started feeling like my, my elbow was a little sore. A little achy. Like, okay, fine. You know, I'm getting older. I'm ignoring this. And it got achier and achier. And and finally, I went to the doctor, and it was determined I had bursitis, which is an infection of the bursa sac of the elbow, and eventually required surgery of it. And that, you know, I'm I'm in the doctor's office. They're telling me surgery, and I said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. My mother is in a rehab facility and getting ready to move over to a sniff. And eventually we have to move her into assisted living. You don't understand the things that I have to do. I cannot have surgery. And, you know, it, it got to the point that the nurse just left the room because I think she just didn't know what to do with me. And I, I ended up texting her or calling. I can't remember Jennifer, who, you know, thankfully we've mentioned before, one person's freaking out. The other one's calm. She and said, well, of course of you need surgery. I knew you need surgery. Yeah. And, and you just need to have surgery. So, but I mean, again, what it comes down to is, you know, sometimes you're going to get sick. Sometimes you're going to get, be, you know, uh, laid up for a little while and you have to have plans for this and you shouldn't feel guilty about it. You cannot feel guilty on top of things that also happen to you for sure. Mm -hmm. Except that, speaking of that, then there was the time that you caught COVID. Yes. Oh my gosh. We, so Jennifer mentioned this a little bit. I mean, we've, our mothers, we kept them in bubbles trying to keep them them from getting sick. I mean, Jennifer's mother's immune compromised. Mine is not, but we didn't want either of them to get sick. I mean, Obviously. you know, COVID was, was killing off grandmothers. So of course, you know, my mother caught it at her assisted living. She went to the hospital. She had a UTI, she had COVID and then I caught COVID from her. Right. Yes. Right. So, and you know. the crazy thing about this as just the universe works I was out of town for a work trip. Yes, of course you were. Yes, which was kind of amazing for me. I'll admit it, except that I did say the second I knew, I said, do I need to book a plane ticket and and come back home right away? You said no, but there was the, so you were feeling guilty. Yes. That you had COVID, couldn't visit your mom. I felt guilty that I was on a work trip where, by the way, I was having fun and making You were having a grand old time. I was, it was awesome sucked because I wasn't here to help. That would have been an instance. It was yes, just a weird where you would have gone into right, well, you would have gone colliding. into the hospital and probably caught it yourself. Yes, possibly. maybe, but I could have been here to help Yes, out. but well, and I and I will say, you know, when I'm sick, I I our daughter is frequently saying I have the man flu. I'm a big baby when I'm sick. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I mean, you know, that particular bout with COVID was no fun whatsoever. Of course not. And my mother, unfortunately, is still in the hospital. We've mentioned before this particular instance, she had the UTI, which made her 
confused. She had the COVID, which made her more confused. She didn't know what was going on. The calls that I was getting from her, I multiple times, more than once, I had to go through a quiz to prove to her that I was who I said I was. And our daughter's sitting downstairs and could hear this because, of course, my mother did not have her hearing aids in. So I'm yelling on the phone. And she's going through, who's your daughter? And I told her the name. Who's your son? Told her the name. What's their birthdays? I mean, she was going through everything. But the fact of the regardless, though, I was at home and I wasn't taking care of her. Right. And so I felt what? I felt, felt guilty. guilty. I felt I guilty. But like you mentioned briefly earlier, you had these sort of forced pauses, whether she was in the hospital, skilled nursing, you know, or even, you know, now in assisted living, if it's because we're going away to do something. Right. You've got the guilt, but also what the bright side, and I think the lesson to take away from this is you also come back rejuvenated, which means, which means. With the exception of the COVID. I did not feel well, rejuvenated right, after well, that. No. I was exhausted but, after but that. But I think what this means, though, is for people who are caring for other people, it is critical that you take time for yourself. You've got to take a break. You have to, because it is what helps to get you through all of the tough stuff. Exactly. And we're going to do a future episode on self-care, what you can do to keep yourself going through all of this. Yep. And then, I mean, sometimes, I mean, you're feeling guilty about things that can't even, they 100% cannot be helped, which are some of the situations we've talked about. But I think about, so throughout the pandemic, my brother who now lives here locally was living in another state. Many states away. He was basically trapped there. Yes. Um, this was when no one knew what was going on anywhere and everyone just stayed put. He was trapped where he was. I know that he felt a tremendous amount of guilt that he was not here either to specifically help mom and or to help support me helping mom throughout all of that. Mm-hmm. It was fine, right? Because also, it it was just it was what I you put yourself in this mode. You just do what you got to do, and that's that's what I did throughout the pandemic. And of course, I would have done nothing other than just make sure that mom was safe. Of course. And now that he's in the same state as I am, we have reversed roles to a certain extent, in that I think more of the burden is on him. And now you feel guilty. Well, right. I have a little tiny bit less flexibility with my work life these days. And so I I know we've touched on this in previous episodes. You know, he's the one who is taking her really to most of her doctor's appointments. And he's the, you know, doing the grocery shopping. I'm doing, I'm trying to do my part as best I can. I'm doing laundry and, but I kind of get the fun stuff. I get to, (laughs) you know, I, I, because I want to make sure I'm spending time with her. Right. Because I feel guilty. But I'm not taking her to the doctor's appointments all the time. So I'm trying to spend, you know, fun time with her. It's just funny how there can be the whole constant role reversal, too, especially if you're in the unicorn situation that I'm in, where there are two of us who are very focused on her care and wanting to make sure that we're doing everything we need to do. Yep. Um, It always sort of feels like one of us is doing more than the other. And then we kind of flip and I don't know. There could be worse problems in the there world. There are worse problems. For sure. and, you know, in the end, and I try to remind myself of this, and I'm terrible about it. Guilt is a sign that you care. That you care so much that, you know, you think you should be doing more. 
And, you know, we're all human and we can only do so much, right? So take it easy on yourself. Take it easy. Take it easy on yourself. Isn't there a song? Take, take it, it easy. easy. Okay, we Ooh, stop. I love okay. the Eagles. That was bad. Okay. So we're going to wrap up this episode and thank everyone for listening. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you got a question to comment, inquiry about sponsorships, give us money. If you want to just, you know, just shoot us a note and say, how's your mom? How's your dad? We'd love to hear these things. We read them on the air. You can email us at caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. You can send us a text or a voicemail at this number, 804-723-1221. And as always, you know, if you contact us, we may use these things, so just be aware of that. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, our handle, at Caregiving, And we're on Facebook, of course. You can find us there by searching for the name of the podcast. We hope to hear from you soon. Have a great day. Good night, everyone. <laughs>